a light has shone. I was meeting recently with a young lady, and she asked me a beautiful question. Father Matt, how do I become Catholic? It's beautiful, and so my, my question always back is then, like, what, what makes you want to become Catholic? And she mentioned a few things, but one of the things she mentioned is that she knows a family that's Catholic, and she's friends with one of the daughters, and that family has invited her in for dinner at times, that when she was going through a hard time, they, they really helped take care of her. And so she, she's seen in this family something different, something beautiful. And, and she said, if, if, if being Catholic is what makes them who they are, then I, I want to be Catholic. She shared another story, too, of she was with a friend, and he was watching a video on Mary. And she's not Catholic, but she's like, well, can I watch? And he's like, you want to watch this video? Okay, whatever. So she's watching this video, and, and something stirred in her heart. She's like, I'm watching this video about the Blessed Virgin Mary, which I don't know anything about. But then I realize that it makes sense that God has given us a spiritual mother, someone who's interceding for us, somebody who's walking with us on a journey. And, and she said it resonated with her heart that it's not just me and Jesus, that, that there's more to this, and it, and it felt right. That, that there was this, this light, this attraction within her that drew her to want to become Catholic. Today, Jesus goes to Galilee, this land of Zebulun and Naphtali. And what do you need to know about these areas? These areas are in the north, and they were the first ones to be conquered by the Assyrians years earlier. So there was the most darkness. And so the, the prophet Isaiah gives us this image that in the land of darkness, that a light will come. And, and that should echo in our minds and hearts that when we hear that first reading, you're like, oh, this feels like Christmas, that, that a light has shone in the darkness. And we hear that reading at Christmas. And so Jesus, who reveals himself to be the light of the world, goes to the place with symbolically the most darkness and invites people to turn back to God, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so he, who is the light of the world, is, in, is inviting others to turn to him, to himself, really, who is the light. And then, so then what happens? He then calls, he goes to the Sea of Galilee, and he calls the first apostles. He calls Peter and Andrew, James and John. That he wants to include them and his mission of bringing light to the world. And so you, you can imagine them saying, okay, Jesus, so you want to you wanna bring the light to the world, you want our help, so what do we do? And he says, come after me. Okay, Jesus, we want to we wanna go and, and, and change the world. And Jesus' response is, come be with me. 
The focus conference that we were at a, a week or so ago, the SEEK conference in St. Louis that a, a busload of NAU students went to, that there was a series of talks. And the last talk before we got in our bus and headed back for the 25 hours on the road, um, sorry, um, was this talk by Jason Everett. And Jason Everett's a great speaker. And, and so it's, it's this talk of like, go out. But here's what he said. He said, the first place of evangelization is your own soul. The first place of evangelization is your own soul. I am not the light. Sometimes I am all too aware of the darkness in my life, of weakness, of imperfection. I can only be a vessel of the light. I can only share the light if I am close to him, to he who is the light of the world. And so I want to go and change the world. And how do I do that? By walking with the one who has power over the world. It's almost a it seems almost like a contradiction. Like, all right, we're going to go out, but first we pray. It's like when one of Mother Teresa's sisters, this famous story of Mother Teresa, we're spending so much time in prayer. We do a holy hour every day. There's so many poor people on the street. We need to go out and feed more people. And Mother Teresa, God bless her, she said, you know, um, that's a valid thought. Let's go pray about it. So they went and they prayed about it. And after they prayed, uh, she went to the sister and she said, you know, I've thought about what you said and you're right. There is a big need. There's a lot of hungry people. So we're gonna actually going to go out and we're going to take on that new thing you were talking about and feed more people. And in order to have the strength to do that, I'm going to add a second holy hour every day. <laughs> that if we're going to work, if we're going to go out, if we're going to share goodness, we actually, we need to be really rooted in the one who is good. I was talking recently with a, a young man on this campus, and he shared with me his desire. He said, how do I help my girlfriend come to know Christ? I was like, that's awesome. He's like, you know, and other people. He's like, I don't want to be pushy. Like, how do I what do I do? What do I say? And, and I think he, like us, was thinking a lot about what's the, if I could just think of the perfect thing to say to this person. Right? You ever think that, like with your roommates? Man, my roommate, if I, if I just, what's the perfect thing I could say to this? My family member in this situation, what's the perfect thing I could say to them? It doesn't exist. That the answer is to come after Jesus to allow his light to fill our lives, and then his light will guide us on the way. That I don't have to figure out all the answers. I know the one who is God's answer to our darkness. And so Jesus says this line, repent, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, from the Greek word metanoia, it means, it means to turn around or to, or to turn to Christ. And it's not just for the people out there, but it actually begins with me, that 
the better I am at turning to Christ often, that the more of his light will be in my life. It's, it, it feels that simple to me. And you're actually doing it right now by being here at Mass. You're here at Mass, that you chose to come. Like, Jesus, I'm making my response. I'm coming to you. I want more of your life and your light and your peace in my life. It was interesting. I, uh, when, I asked, when, when I asked that girl, I said, uh, we were talking about like God, and she's like, I just, I went to church, and it just, I just felt like God's presence. I said, what, is, what does God's presence feel like? And she said, like, like, a, like a warm hug. And, and when you, maybe we haven't had that experience, it's kind of a, a unique thing that happens at times, but we find something in Christ that we can't get anywhere else. That the Prince of Peace is the one who gives us true peace. And so how do we draw close to the light? I want to suggest two ways at the beginning of this new semester, this new year. The first is we're starting up adoration again like we do every semester. And so on Mondays and Thursdays, all day, there'll be adoration in our small little chapel here. If you don't know, there's a, I'm not just pointing at the wall. There's a, there's a small chapel behind there. Um, and so you can sign up for like 30 minutes between your classes or whatever, maybe at the beginning of your day. And so it can be in your schedule, time with the Lord. The second way is with small group Bible studies. We're starting fresh. And maybe a lot of you were in them last semester. Well, it's, it's time for the restart and kind of finding the right time. Uh, maybe, maybe you want to start your own Bible study. I don't know. But... But if you haven't been in a small group Bible study, perhaps now's the time. That, that if we desire more light, more, di- more direction, more peace in our lives, the small group Bible studies are the biggest tool that we have at the Newman Center. Because there's a reason that Jesus didn't call just one disciple today. That we can't do it alone that he calls Peter and Andrew, James and John, and now they have a squad, you know? Like, walking the faith is difficult. I would say, dare say, impossible in the dark. That we, we need others. We need, we need to find our squad. Maybe, maybe you have that, but, but the small group Bible studies can be the one. Who's, who's my Peter and Andrew? Who's my James and John that I'm walking with? And so there's sign-up lists on the table on your way out. If you want to take a look, just put your information down, and the, the team will let you know. They'll contact you and let you know when that's happening. Four and a half years ago, a girl graduated from NAU, and she had this desire, like, I want, I've encountered God's love, and I, I want to share that with others. Like, like, in the gospel, it says that you don't put a, a light under a bushel basket. Like, I received this good thing, and I want other people to know about this good thing. That there's, there's so many students, even... There's so many students who are battling depression, even right now, anxiety, conflict with family, dealing with issues from their family, and we're you know, going to therapy and dealing with all that stuff. 
that at the heart of what every person needs on this campus is not just the best therapist ever, but, but the divine physician, the wonder counselor. And so to invite them to know him, it, there's, there's no greater calling. And so this girl, she graduated from NAU, and she's like, I want to, to do mission in some way. And the opportunity came up to go to Australia. And this priest recently from Australia was telling me, he said, you know, Father Matt, he says, um, you know, Americans love Australian, not just the accent, you know, but like he said, Australia has less faith than the U.S. I was like, I was like, really? And so she went with this team of other young people and went through these different churches and led retreats. And she's, she be, has become so happy there in living her life, living her faith, that now she wants to stay. And she never would have found that happiness. She actually, she actually found her husband, too. That helps. But like, she never would have found that happiness that God had in store for her if she wasn't first willing to draw close to the light and, and secondly, wasn't willing to act on that desire to share his light with the world. And so we know who the, the light of the world is. Our job is to draw closer, to, to, to allow that light to, to bathe and to fill our lives, to console us, so that his light can shine through us, and then follow him wherever he sends us, so that his light can shine where there's darkness.